1: Currently at our office in Cebu City, Philippines. Hi, Andrew. Hey, what's up, Matt? Just here living the dream, man. How about you? Good. I'm, I'm happy to be back. We're back here on the podcast? Back, here, back, on the, here? back here on Startup Hustle. Okay. I wasn't sure, man. I was going to say, did you go to Cebu? I don't think you did, did you? No, I I wouldn't be this pale if I was. That's a good point. Um, You know... <sighs> that's probably a good time to bring up man how it's it's been so cold i want to go to i should have gone to cebu it's like always sunny and warm there is it philadelphia yes it's always sunny in philadelphia and cebu so anyway man well welcome back i'm glad to hear uh that you're uh doing well and uh how's marknology
0: marknology is growing the team's growing um for anyone out there listening, we got a YouTube channel kind of introducing the team. We call them Tribe. Uh, excited to have new people there and all the exciting stuff that's happening as far as growing and uh, being able to scale what we've been
1: doing. Okay. I guess I should probably back up and say that my co-host today is Andrew Morgans, the CEO and founder of Marknology, an Amazon brand accelerator. Learn how to sell more stuff faster. Does that sound about right? Yep. Faster, Mark- better marknology.com. All right. So we're talking about selling stuff and that's what I want to talk about today. So I like selling stuff. Do you?
0: Yeah, I really do. I didn't know that I enjoyed sales uh, as much as I did until, you know, kind of being a founder, being an entrepreneur and really having to do it um, to get the job done. I think I've learned a lot the hard way. I'm actually a mentor at UMKC and we do like pitch Thursdays and different things and kind of give some coaching back to students on their pitches and their salesmanship.
1: And, uh, uh, I really like, I really like the art of it. Isn't it? And it is an art. I think it's artful. I think there's a lot of different, uh, ups and downs. And, you know, I really enjoy talking about sales cause I too like selling stuff. I personally think I'm okay at it you sold me on a few things for sure. I've tried. I'm always, I think life is sales, you know, and when, you know, you're selling an idea, an opinion, you know, just all different kinds of stuff. And knowing a little bit about selling is pretty important. So was it GI Joe that said knowing is half the battle?
0: I don't know. I can't confirm that. He
1: did. And maybe you're not old enough to have watched the original G.I. Joe cartoons. They always ended, but knowing is half the battle. And then they give you some tip like, don't light matches on a pile of leaves. (laughs) Now you know. Um, Anyway, so there's a lot of things that'll talk about the good stuff you should do as a salesperson. I want to talk about all the bad stuff you can do as a salesperson. Let's do it. So, you know, in order to do that, you know, in this uh very high production environment that we have here at the Startup Hustle studio. And, you know, we have a new sign. That's it. That's that's what we spent all our money on the sign. I we can did see not-
0: that hey, the upgrades in here are nice.
1: Yeah, they're looking good. I like the sign. It's got, you know, we'll put a put a picture of that up online or something. You can get, visit us at the Startup Hustle chat, but uh on Facebook where we rarely seem to chat about the podcast. That's where we met, though, I think, officially the first time. Maybe, maybe. So, you know, with that, um, you know, there's there's a lot of things you can do well as a salesperson, but I want to talk about the things you don't do well. So back to our high level of production, I Googled bad sales habits, and I found a website that I don't even remember what it was. Talk about great branding and sales, you know, being in sales, but I had a decent list. And I think I want to go down it. There's 15 items. So, you know, as a salesperson, there's things you can do to not represent your product, your company, yourself, or maybe even the process of selling that well. And all those things can really start to blow up in your face really quick. And Salespeople don't always have a great reputation for doing a lot of things. Maybe Mm -hmm. sometimes being honest or maybe they, I don't know, maybe they're not knowledgeable. But, you know, it's not always about the product. And sometimes it's also about your approach to it. So being a salesperson can be brutal on a lot of days. A lot of rejection. Yeah, a lot of rejection. You got to get used to people telling you, no, you don't take it personally. But number one on this list is don't beat yourself up. So, I think it should be number one. I mean, kind of, I guess if you beat yourself up, you're probably not going to get a whole lot done. But I think some of the examples with that would be like, you know, look, you're going to win some and you're going to lose some. You're not going to sell everybody, but you can't beat yourself up. Like, you know, I, I like to, you're going to, I'm definitely going to say this again in this episode. There are two four letter words in sales that matter to me sold. Next. And next got him, And that's, and that's it. So, you know, you can't beat yourself up. You're going to make mistakes, but you got to move forward and you got to try to do things a little better, a little smoother, a little cleaner. So don't beat yourself up. You know, you want to take number two.
0: Yeah. So we have acting like a know-it-all. And this is on. Wait a minute.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, wait. Like that? Well played.
0: Okay. Uh, (laughs) You know, for me, this has been since right out of, uh, Right out of college, honestly, I think I started putting this into practice. I have a computer science, a bachelor's of computer science, and networking and security. And even when I was talking to recruiters, I was like, I do not want to apply for these programming jobs that I am just not well equipped for. So even like selling myself in those resumes, I was telling them, don't set me up to have to like falsify what I'm skilled at. Uh, and for me, that's always been the case. Um, you know, I'd rather undersell and over deliver. Right. Uh, and it really to me selling just has to be or better, under
1: promise and over deliver. That correct, yeah, same better, thing. Better similar, said. similar, right. Um,
0: the point being, just like I don't want to say I'm an expert in an area, I'm not, uh, and there's nothing worse than because if you don't know it, you you look come off as a as a liar or sure. at least like misleading. Uh, so you're immediately creating a a relationship issue. Yeah, uh, and so I try to never go down that hole. Uh, of, of saying, you know, something you don't and then, and then ending up looking
1: like an idiot or, or even to like, I think also, even if you don't know it, even if you know something really well, the, like the know it all vibe, I mean, it's just not, because de- anyone it's, that knows, not knows anything endearing. knows that you can't know it all. People right? want to buy things from people that they like. Yes. And I mean, I, does, did your mom ever say no one likes to know it all? I yes, mean, no mine, doubt. Mine probably
0: did. I think I
1: was—I was a, I wasn't probably a know-it-all as a kid.
0: Oh, I 100% was. My mom would say, "Andrew, how did you know that?" And I would say, "Because I just do. I just know it. Like, you know, <laughs> I remember that like vividly." That, that
1: was just your untethered confidence. Yeah. So, all right, number three, do not hoard good ideas. Now, this is almost directly related to people that work in and around sales teams. And salespeople have high levels of ego and they will have a good idea for whatever and they want to win and they don't want everyone else to win. Right. So they hoard the good ideas and they don't want to share with others. And the thing that is not often understood is that when you have success all around you, it just boosts your own success. Like you will grow out of the role of salesperson into sales leader or business owner or regional manager or whatever it is by boosting up the people around you. And part of the ways that you do that is sharing good ideas, you know, like don't, don't just keep them to yourself and tuck them in your back pocket and then run off. Right. And I think um, and discussing those ideas, too, is another way that you perfect them. So if you have a good idea and you're talking about it with others, they may give you input. You have a team effort going on. And now your approach is a lot better. Iron sharpens iron.
0: And I think the modern approach to that is is mastermind groups where you okay. have, you know, people maybe with the same expertise or even different, but they're getting together and just sharing ideas and, um, you know, sharpening those. I have a YouTube where I'm just trying to put out content to help people. Um, I have a mastermind group with Amazon consultants that are in the same business as me. And we just share things that we find because um, I can have one great idea. He might have a great idea. I could have two great ideas. Right. uh, And instead I just have one. Um, So I agree with that one. Yeah. Well, you can take the next one then. Okay. Avoiding prospecting. Oh,
1: it's ugly. You always got
0: to be looking for
1: the next thing.
0: Nobody likes to do that. Uh, you know, I think in the real estate world, it's like, no nothing. one likes
1: prospecting. Yeah. Oh, I do.
0: You like prospecting? I mean,
1: do I? Yeah. Cause it's a pretty required element well, of me making my next sales. You're a good salesman. Yeah. So, you know, the point here is Actually, things not to do. I'm a salesperson.
0: A salesperson. I yes. like that. A yes. uh, good clarification. But the point being, you know, get out there and knock doors, like in the real estate world, um, you know, you have to get out there. If you're trying to find a good deal, you can't just wait for it to present itself. You got to get out there and kind of get your hands dirty. I can say that in my own experience that's grown my own business um, now in year four plus, uh, it's been hundreds of coffees and, and happy hours and whatever, just out there prospecting, meeting people, networking, um, never going with intention. But, you know, you never know where your next lead or sale or introduction is going to come from.
1: I have my own prospecting formula. It's really simple. I call it 108421. You gotta find ten people. Only eight of them will maybe even look at you, speak to you, or hear anything you have to say. Okay. Four of them might be interested, if you're lucky, might be interested in what you have to say. Two of them might be qualified to buy your product, and you're hoping one actually does. So that being said, using this information, do you know what you should do next? Depends on how many clients you need. Well, that's my point. You got to find a hell of a lot of people. Yeah. So it's, but that's the whole point is like, if the idea is I got to talk to 10 people and nine of them are going to buy, well, uh, that's not, that's not,
0: I think that goes back up to number one. So, okay. So if your ROI or, uh, you know, conversion rate is one out of 10. Uh, don't beat yourself up on the other nine because you know for every 10 people you talk to you're gonna get one that might be uh, potential for you. So then if you need 10 clients, you need to talk to a hundred because you're converting one out of 10. Uh, can get those numbers you need. and that was something that I had to learn the hard way uh, not loving rejection initially and getting used to it and not taking it personally. Um, it was simply don't beat myself up too much. it's a it's a game of the numbers. Uh, get in front of the right crowd, talk to enough people you're gonna get you're gonna get some sales.
1: And, you know, uh, someone I used to work with used to say activity breeds sales. It does. It's weird. Like those that know me, I'm not, I'm not highly religious, but I kind of believe in the sales gods. Yeah. Like and they are fickle. And if you are, I mean, it's weird. Like I have, I I don't, activity really does breed sales. Like the more active you become or the more, you know, but if you uh, ignore that basic activity and I think it's probably just simple math, you know it's hard to find gold without prospecting, yeah, you know, like the gold miner was once the gold prospector, so okay, am I next? yep, you're up presenting too quickly, well, I'd love to tell you a whole bunch about all these different products and all these different things it does and just all right, so it's
0: because you don't have shit to say, and instead you're just like trying to blow
1: past them with or words. you're just trying to yeah, you're not you know it's like. <clears throat> Yeah, I know you have a history with music, and and I like it too. Sometimes the best parts of the song are the spacious ones. Right. Not just the ripping guitar solo with a thousand of those. Those are cool too, but you can't always do that. So with presenting too quickly, you've got to leave a few moments and try to find the right ones to let your point be heard or perhaps let someone ask a question or just let it sink in. And I used to be guilty of this, and I still am sometimes. I catch myself doing this, especially when you've got this short turnaround. get mm-hmm. this 15-minute meeting, and you got 30 minutes worth of things to say. Sometimes I'll actually sit, and tell people, like, if you want, I can talk real fast, but stop me. So I, I sometimes will tell people because I can sense other, like, high type A personalities. And, the, and I want you to talk fast. I actually, I want you to present quickly and like and, you're like I'm and, tracking and briefly no I just I just it's just me I just like to get to the point point. and also I don't have a lot of time on my hands so. I would say that I could agree
0: this is something I'm working on even on my own YouTube and content I'm putting out when I'm presenting even to a screen uh where I'm not rushed is just if your brain's racing uh you know to slow that down it, it, that's where the art part comes in you it's know? easy it, to
1: talk fast about things you're excited about yep or passionate about too so And hopefully you're excited and passionate about whatever you're selling. But keep in mind, you gotta pick and choose your moments. Right, and you just like I did right there. That was a working, living, breathing example, Andrew.
0: That was good inflection too. Yeah, and I do. I would say that on on the other side of that, the flip side is like being too slow and monotone doesn't create any type of feeling
1: or emotion and what you're saying. If you're just, I mean, if I tell you that this does the greatest stuff in the world and, and it'll uh, do things like this, you could be right, but I'm not buying it. I'll tell you what, this is the greatest stuff in the world. If you just sit back and look at all the things that this can do and all the benefits it's going to provide, that was basically the same thing. Like what's a little more exciting. The first one or the second one. Right. I think that's something people have a hard time with. Um, But okay. Am I up? I think it's me. Is it? Yeah. All right. Skipping on research. Are you a research skimper?
0: It depends. You're not Uh, at your business. No, I'm not. Uh, you know, when I'm presenting a lot of times it happens in a digital form, like there, there might be a phone call, then a presentation digitally, and then a follow up call. Okay. Okay? Typically in, in mine. And, you know, you can take too long or too much in that research phase, but getting on a call, if you've been given information ahead of time and and haven't done any research or, or don't take the time to look into their business and know what maybe their pain points are ahead of time, even without asking them do a little, do a little legwork. uh, It goes to show that you, you care enough to be prepared for the meeting.
1: Right. I like to have a basic idea of like what I'm talking about, like, or what I'm doing or even just who they are. And, you know, that can affect your approach. Right Now, I have a different kind of skimping on research that you need to avoid. Salespeople have a habit of learning a lot about what they're selling and very little about what everyone else is oh, selling. Oh, here we go. This is good. This and is good. a great salesperson knows as much about their competitors' products as they know about their own. Why? because I want to be credible when I'm telling you what the benefits of my product are over the competition. And you know, you can only fake it for so long. Like, you, you know, you get people and they, they want to ask questions of, well, what is this? What is this? And you're like, yeah, this is the greatest piece of sliced bread since bread was invented. Well, what about all that other bread? Well, uh, you know, it's better than this because it's sliced. Oh, the other bread slice. Well, I I don't know if it is.
0: I have a great example. I'm not of even this.
1: sure if it's bread.
0: You're like you, because you don't know. Yeah, and you haven't spent time.
1: Now, so how how do you establish yourself as being credible, and and selling the point that your product has benefits, features, advantages, and benefits is like the path you want to be following. Like here's the features compared to each other. That I that our product has this specific advantage. And the benefit of that is... That's exactly what I tell brands all the
0: time on Amazon on a product page. So it's salesmanship on a product page, right? That's what Amazon sales is. And if we have a product that's overpriced, I mean, overpriced, I take that back. Higher price in the competition. um, We need to be doing a better job of explaining our value and taking time and and explaining why we're better than the next product. That's actually a great point. Another example would be, Um, a lot of times I'm in the B2B space with businesses. We're talking about Amazon bringing my experience to the table. Like I'm in conversations with businesses that have been in a B2B relationship or, or wholesale. And I'm trying to explain to them, Amazon, if I can only explain to them my model and I can't talk to any of their pain points about, you know, their hesitations for not selling direct, uh, I'm not doing either of us a service. Um, but if I can talk to them about map pricing, I can talk to them about their wholesale and their distributor problem. I can talk to them about their brick and mortars. Um, any of those trademarks, copyright, uh, maybe it's counterfeit issues, anything that they might bring up. That's an issue for them. If I'm knowledgeable about that, even though it's not necessarily what I do, um, it eases, it eases the conversation.
1: Yeah, it's got to, I mean, and you know, that's, but you know, like you said, you're trying to like it. We don't want you to be a know-it-all, like we mentioned earlier, but you got to be knowledgeable. Right. Big difference between a know-it-all and someone who's knowledgeable. Um, and it's tough, too. It's a like, fine line. That's why it's an art. It's an art form. Yeah, it but, really you know, is. There's honestly a bunch of things that are, uh, you know, anything you're selling, you're, there's probably a whole lot of other things that very similar to it. And it means you got to get in there and do work, but it really is. It's beneficial and you're going to run into those questions. And, you know, like I said, you're not going to be very believable without that. So, all right, well, here we go. I think that could be the most important one. Maybe, well, that's what, maybe we'll have a, a draft. That one's yeah, got we'll to have the top a, we'll of have my a fantasy list right draft. Is it? Yeah. Because this next one is honestly on the top of, might be on the top of my list. Trying to sell to everyone. This is a huge mistake that people make. I agree. They want to sit there just because someone will listen to what you're trying to say does not mean you are using your time well as a salesperson. You you really aren't. Like you know, like I've seen this, and you know, like someone giving a sales pitch for forty eight minutes to a twelve year old, and it's a luxury product. You know, just something weird. like You know, now at the same time, you have to be careful because if you start pigeonholing people and assuming people aren't going to buy based on whatever it is, and all right, so I used to sell pianos, like pianos, like grand pianos, and they're expensive and not everyone can buy them, but I didn't pigeonhole people. I would never assume that when someone came to the store that they couldn't afford to buy it. Right. And then one day I sold a $70,000 piano to a dude in overalls that like had straw in his hair. He was a farmer, man. They didn't spend money on anything they had. And they did well, Mm -hmm. $70,000 piano. I knew people, all this half the snooty guys that I worked with wouldn't even want to do. They're like, Hey kid, you go talk to that guy, you know? But I mean, they, anyway, you never know who's got a black card or a big bank account or whatever, but you know, you, what you want to do is make sure that they're asking you buying questions.
0: And I do feel like I'm working through that in my own, in my own, uh, improvement areas, I guess, so to speak. Uh, but I do feel like identifying the right person to talk to through prospecting through prospecting can help you with some of these other things. Like you're not beating yourself up as much if you're not getting rejected as much because you're talking to the right people yeah. Uh, or you're not trying to shove a circle through a square because that small business can't afford you um, and you should be handing them off to someone you can get a referral for. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's other opportunities you can take that's a better fit for the client and a better fit for you simply by knowing who you're talking to.
1: Sure. All right. and all right, well, let's move down. What to, who this next one's going to be, uh,
0: I actually think uh, the the one we're talking about is called lacking purpose, and what I would say to that is, it's really easy for me to sell something I believe in, okay, that has purpose. There's a an advantage to me selling this versus selling a product that I. I don't believe uh, has a purpose or that isn't authentic or I'm not behind or I don't stand behind the story of the brand, the complete difference can can come across in the way you talk about it, your passion, uh, everything. And and my dad taught me that. You know, he he was selling some products that he was having a hard time selling. He's just like, I don't believe in the product. It's hard for me to sell it. Uh, the opposite of that.
1: you know, If you like, don't believe in what you're selling, you should go sell something else. Agreed. Is yeah. there more to say? I don't even know. No, I'm going to move on to the next one. Whining and complaining. Oh my God. I could probably do a whole entire episode just on this. Oh man. All these complaints. I can't believe I have to do this podcast again. God, where's my co-host? Where's Watson? He's never here. What did I just accomplish there? Nothing. Nothing. No. Like why? I know I'm not trying to sell anything there, but just whining and complaining in general is like, pointless
0: if you were trying to get me on your podcast and i heard that i'd be like he doesn't even want to do this podcast i know why
1: would i want to be on it that's true it's true and but you know whining and complaining can also come down to the message that you might be presenting to the person you're trying to sell something to don't complain about your competitors don't whine about their products any of that no one wants to hear that shit no and no one wants to hear you hang your dirty. Watch, no one wants to watch you hang up your dirty. line. All those guys over at that other shop.
0: Are we talking so, about dating or salesmanship? Actually, they're, they're
1: that sounds like they're, the they're one. They're I, one in the same. I, I they're one you in might the agree. Yeah. I
0: thought you might agree, yeah. but for yeah. all the uh, single people yeah. out there, you could you could learn some yeah. things.
1: But I, it's funny. I Jill, Jill's my wife, and you, you're friends with her too. But um, we saw a guy that was not attractive with a very beautiful woman. And it was just so like far apart. Joe was like, man, he, I bet he has a lot of money. I said, or he's a hell of a salesperson. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay.
0: You're next. Not learning new stuff. Wait, what'd you say? Not learning
1: new stuff. Oh, wait, what? You take this one. Oh, wait. Not learning new stuff, what were we here for earlier? Oh, I meant like I wasn't listening because I'm unwilling to learn new stuff, but you know I'm 43 years old, I've been selling stuff my whole life. I study the process. I was literally at backstage at a rock concert talking to my buddy who has like become a guitar god, and I'm sitting there like delving deep. I'm like, dude, I want to just continue getting better at what I do better at what I do and better at what I do. It's like, I never want to stop learning. It's actually why I enjoy it. That's half the reason I do this podcast. Cause I learn new stuff. Every time we do it, talk it through. Like I'm gonna. I have learned multiple things just from this list today. And I don't even, I, I think I knew them and I relearned them because I forced myself to continue to brush up that knowledge and be accountable, be, be brilliant on the basics and yeah. don't stop learning. Cause if you do, someone else is going to come up and pass you. We what here. are your thoughts here? Because we were- you, th- well, let's talk about your, you, all right. You have a learning course that just came out. Yeah. Well, it's about to drop. It's not, oh, it's not it's out coming right. out. It's coming, it's coming out. out. Those were just, the, I'm sorry. I just saw the trailer. Teaser. You were looking good in it though. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, but what are you going to be teaching? Like, what's the point of,
0: um, you know, as my business grows, Marknology, you know, we, I literally have a business that was built around learning something that other people didn't want to learn or didn't, weren't paying attention to or is complex or is complex. So I learned new stuff that people didn't want to learn about selling and I'm just selling in a different marketplace, which is Amazon. Um, Never heard of it. (laughs) <laughs> we were, we were here earlier. I was learning about automation.
1: As I'm about to buy something on Amazon during the show. Cause you just reminded me of it. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Uh, we were here earlier before this podcast, uh, you know, learning with, you know, what full scale could do for me in regards to automation, uh, with some of my business and what that could possibly look at. So right. that, that's new learning for me. it's sure. a new conversation I've never had. Um,
1: and it's, it's something that, So I've been, we've been working and hanging out for a year or so. And like, I I remember we've talked about it before and Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't know if I'm ready for it. I don't know if I'm ready. Okay. Now I'm ready for it. You know? And like, but you were always listening and receptive along the way I got to understand when and where I can improve. Um, I think learning new stuff also is just like, I mean, if you want to sell stuff, you got to know what's, what's going on. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean who wants to buy last year's model and does that sell for a premium and what's exciting about that what's cutting edge about it so, and what's the
0: what's a way you can present better you know so sure. for me I'm trying oh, to learn yeah. trying to learn video and content better mm-hmm. uh, this is a new arena for me and um you know what's better than a tricky one attaching too. a proposal with a video in front of it True. or uh, anything new that can
1: you Don't, know done cr- that create more value Yeah. You want to know why attaching a proposal with a video is a better idea than just trying to do it in front of people. It's hard to get a bunch of people in the same room together. Right. It's hard to get them to pay attention. And then what if one of them's missing or what if one of them's messing around with his phone, not paying attention? Like you do something like create a proposal through a video and send someone a link. Now they can forward it. They can look at it again. They can reveal. What did he say there? Like, it's, it really like, and that is learning new stuff. It's learning a new approach. Um, you know, I, I actually used that same approach to make myself have to speak less. Mm -hmm. I became more efficient. I listened for the echoes in my business where people like repeating the same thing. So I was like, okay. And then I taught myself how to produce video because I didn't really need a whole lot of it. And I was like, huh, okay, maybe I'll make a video. Now we actually have someone that does that for us full time, actually two people, which is pretty cool. But you know, like it all starts with, you know, some, some new stuff also isn't worth learning. Mm-hmm. Like you have to still, like I said that to you earlier, like you said something to me. I was like, quit trying to do everything yourself. And, you know, cause some things are, are worth doing and some things aren't. So also be mindful of like what the value of what you're learning how to do is, you know? And like people ask as the, one of the founders of, of full scale people are like, Oh, are you a programmer? No. Are you going to learn? No. Why? Cause I'm 43. By the time I'm, I have as much experience as a 10 year old house in most places, I'm going to be 50. It's not worth me doing at this point. I'm better served to learn other things. So, you know, doesn't mean I don't learn about those things because they're very relevant to my business. I've become very knowledgeable on the topic, but you you know, not all of it's always, you know, where it needs to be.
0: Piggybacking Aren't, on that before we move on. Um not but, piggybacking on it. No, just that that your thought. Your thought is yeah. that at my i I'm trying to create a culture within our team. Um, that's hard to of do continuing it. to yeah. learn. Yeah. I, I want to do what I don't think other people are doing well. And to me, that's creating culture right from the beginning yep. and in a place that people want to come to work. Uh, and I think that's a difference in getting good workers uh, and, and good tribe members, as we like to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, but for us, you know, this is something we implemented as early as, as this month was um, for each subject matter expert we have at Marknology, creating that desire to learn and be an absolute expert in that field. So, you know, there's all different things you do across the Amazon. We can't be experts in everything. Yeah. But finding someone that's is in photography or someone's passion is in design or someone's passion is in copywriting or content writing. Someone's passion is in uh, programming and plugging them in to be our subject matter expert and giving them whatever they can to continue to educate themselves.
1: I bet you learned very quickly through that experiment that if they are not passionate about it, it's very difficult to get people to want to learn about things.
0: Right. It's pretty evident pretty quickly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like day one or like you can just tell like their eyes glaze over or whatever. And I think that's important too. If you're running a business is, you know, that's another thing too is like if you look at someone you're trying to sell something to and they're like, uh, eyes glazed over, you need to either change the subject or yell next and get the next person. Um, you're up. Not walking the walk. Can I talk the talk? Kind of the same thing, right? It's pretty close. So, is not walking the walk be like someone that sells diet stuff, but they they're eighty eight pounds overweight? Oh my goodness! Uh, okay, there's nothing
0: worse to me than uh, you know someone in fitness as teaching fitness. I don't know. I don't understand that. Um, and I know there's reasons you can be knowledgeable about something and and not necessarily uh, enact it. But for me, that I'm not. I can't relate to that. Um, I have a I have a vlog. Uh, I guess I'm not supposed to call it a vlog because I'm not the one filming it. I have a crew, but uh, it's called "Watch Me Work" on YouTube. You can so find fancy. it on Markology. I've
1: got a crew. Uh,
0: yeah, because can, I get, I,
1: can I, I, I get a backstage pass?
0: I heard a vlog. You have to hold the camera yourself for it to technically be oh. a vlog. Otherwise, it's not a vlog. I don't really know. If someone wants to comment whether that's true or not. That'd be awesome. Uh, but. It's called watch me work. So wait a minute.
1: So when I turn and right now I'm taking my phone and I'm recording us recording a podcast. So am I vlogging? You could be vlogging because I'm holding the camera. So because I'm holding the camera, I am vlogging. That's as I know it. Okay. I'm going to put this on the full scale Instagram. I love it. Send me me that one. We look good. I got it. There you go. Um,
0: Okay. So now we know the difference. So we're talking about walking the walk and we're talking about sales, right? (laughs) Let's bring it back home and not walk. Hey, look, I
1: got a new social media manager and she told me, she's like, dude, you're always doing all these interesting things with all these fun and interesting people. You need to not, not take pictures and little videos. So she's right. I know. Well, I get it. I know. I know. I get busy and I get excited. It's like, well, I have like, and here's the problem. And then I just went, last weekend to Detroit and had a great time and I took too many pictures and it takes me like five minutes to scroll past them. Tip of the day, document, don't create.
0: So you're already doing cool stuff, meeting cool people, doing good things, having great conversations, just document
1: already what you're doing. So you don't have to take
0: time, time away to create. I need a crew. You have a crew,
1: sir. I did. They came with me. Yeah, it was kind of funny. You'll hear more about that later. Um, no, I think not walking the walk is back to that whole like concept of, of being an expert, you know, like I once had a uh, really clearly out of shape guy that smelled like 10 packs of cigarettes trying to convince me why the gym equipment he was selling was great.
0: It's like and having a I financial just, advisor whose finances are in disarray.
1: That or, actually, you know, it's funny is uh, a lot of accountants now have to take or have to they run a credit check on you before they hire you because if you keep, they figure if you can't keep your own finances in shape, then how the hell are you going to manage someone all. else's? Yeah. you
0: know, I had a personal like I, I love bringing my personal experience in, so bear with well, me. Well, we
1: all do. We all do. No,
0: bring it on. I was at a real estate conference. It was a three-day thing. I was A couple years ago, I was trying to learn more about real estate and building wealth through real estate. And uh, kind of starting at ground zero, I was like, I'm going to join this and, and take three days of learnings with me. And there's this really impactful speaker. He had a lot to say about wealth. Uh, he had a great story about his family and his why, and it was just very impactful. And I, I started to look him up on social media, on Google, And what I found was he had no presence online. And I was like, you know, how can this multi, multi millionaire who has tons of information? have zero presence online. He ceases to exist online. Uh, His branding is horrible. You could pay anyone pennies to make that better at that level that he's at. And I made a promise with myself then a couple of years ago that I'm not going to say that I'm going to give people branding advice on Amazon, even if it's just Amazon and not have the ability at least to give effort to brand myself uh, in a professional way, because I don't want to be someone that's not walking the walk.
1: Yeah, no, I and it's funny because I say the same thing to a lot of people. I say you need to look like you're in the business of doing whatever it is you say that you do. Right. I say that a lot. I, it's usually in response to people that tell me they don't need a website. I'm like, it's 2019, man. Like, I mean, you can make one for free in like 20 minutes on like a hundred different sites. Right. It's not hard. But yeah, that walk in the walk. Um, oh my God. That was another thing you talk about branding. Um you know, with what we've been doing at full scale. And I, I, i generated a little hype and heat lately. Yeah. A little yeah. bit, but it's walking the walk, man. I'm like, look, we live this, we eat it, we breathe it. Sometimes we poop it. I'm just saying like it is fully full immersion in what we do, like yep. walking the walk. And, um, and you know that, I mean, that was it. And that's, that is kind of what, made us grow so fast. You know, we're like, Hey, this is what we do. We do it for ourselves. Like at full scale, our own companies are our clients too. Yep. We have hundreds of other employees that are working for other clients and that's walking the walk. Like if we want, and that's back to the whole thing of like, if we can't believe in our own product, how the hell are we going to sell it? Mm -hmm. And then people want to emulate some of the success that we found. So this is look. here's the blueprint. Here's the model. You follow it. How's that going for you? Good?
0: Yeah. I would think I go back to the time that uh, the first time we had our first phone call.
1: Oh, yeah. At like midnight on on like a Friday or something. Right. I was like, dude, if you just called me, then I'd like you because I can tell you are as obsessed with all of this as I am. That was really, I really and, think we had our first call. You've known me
0: yeah. a year now. Yeah. Like consistency. Yeah. Right. You all know, right. You know. I'm working all the time and it's, that's what I want. It's my passion. But my point is like, I put out a lot of content on Instagram, YouTube. That's what all this stuff is about is, is showing you the real me and storytelling, like yeah. about my company and my totally. team and uh, show you that I'm not just putting out content on Instagram, but I'm walking the walk. That's why Shit, I give I the wrote behind a the scenes. book about the and,
1: last 10 years of my life. I think that's what it's about. Yeah. You know? It's funny, too, because that, and you're right, because people have read the book. I'm like, you know what? I wasn't really wanting to do business this way, but I read your book, and I, was, I felt like I knew you afterward, and it just made things a little easier. Mm-hmm. All right. Walking the walk. Um, when you walked, speaking of walking, when you walked into my office earlier, what was I doing? Standing. Where? At a stand-up desk. Correct. Um, some of that's just. Because it's healthier. Uh, but don't sit all day. You ever see a salesperson like with like a headset or a phone on, they're like slouched down in a seat, they have their feet up on the desk, you're just talking like like these things all project. So don't sit all day. Like if I'm on a phone, if I make a phone call, I am almost always standing. Right. And sometimes they can feel it through the phone. I start walking around, they can feel it pacing. Like I'm just like a caged animal, just waiting, waiting to be released into the world of having just made a sale, which is the greatest kingdom of all, I think. Uh, Yeah. So, no, I mean, not only is that healthy advice, but it's important. You know, I grew up, I'm a fourth generation
0: preacher's kid. So uh, I grew (laughs) up. I grew up in an environment uh, a lot of evangelical, you know, type of preaching environments and in, in Christianity. And there's a lot that's, of pros.
1: That's a form of sales. There's pros and cons that to that, definitely right? a uh, of that, right? That's sales. what I'm getting
0: with with this. Yeah. There's a lot of pros and cons to that environment. Um, for me, you know, I never understood when uh, there's other Christians trying to reach other Christians as far as salesmanship and bringing people to the church or to Christ. Uh, it, you have to get out go explore. You can't sit on your pew. You can't sit in your desk. You can't sit in your chair. You got to get out there and meet some people, uh, walk around, shake hands, you know, have some coffees, you know, translating it to modern day. Uh, But you can't just sit there. Um, You got to get out and move around.
1: Yeah. And it's it's also just like a general excitement thing. I mean, you know, I, I don't know.
0: It translates. It translates through body language. It translates through your voice. It translates through all of it. I got a. I got this really cool headset simply so I could take calls and walk around instead of having to. Oh yeah.
1: Uh, sit there with my phone on speaker. Yeah, you know, the only I, I actually make a lot of calls in my truck or my car. Um, just that's about the only time I'll ever be sitting down, and that's just because I'm trying to make efficient use of a commute. Um, <clears throat> this next one. Oh, man. It is so common to hear me say, "You don't need to email me." You don't need to text me. Just call me. Just call me. If you need me, just call me. If I'm busy, I won't answer, and I'll call you back. The next one on the list was writing too many emails. Right. I emails easy to just forget about. You know how many emails I get every day? A lot. Hundreds. More I don't, yeah, probably, but it's just ridiculous. Like, cause I yeah, I got 160 employees. I got whole bunch of clients, got a whole bunch of prospects, got a whole bunch of things that seem to just be landing that I don't even know how they got my email, probably because I've given it out on this podcast. But yeah, writing too many emails, there's a couple of things is like, it's time consuming. I can tell you something in one minute that takes me like 10 minutes to write. You know, I, uh,
0: piggyback on that. So you, you say phone calls, um, I'm less of a phone call person because I like to have a lot of times if it's an Amazon call or a need, you know, with a client, I need to have that computer up so I can, you know, answer their questions. Otherwise, communication can get even worse if I'm trying to reference something from memory. Um, But what I will do to kind of shorten up those emails and to clear up that communication is I use a free software called Mm -hmm. Screencast-O-Matic. No sponsorship, by the way. Um, But I'll take a little bit of writing, a little bit of email writing, followed up with me talking. And and showing them the screen and really clearing up a lot of issues. A lot of my clients really like that. Uh, It's a way to kind of do it on my own time, but have that phone call, but on my own time.
1: I did something similar um, just last week. I had a client that recently increased the size of their team at full scale by 600%. Right. So all of a sudden they had a whole lot of new people and a new project manager. And they sent me a list of questions like the project manager did. And the client did. And, and cause I, I helped it. I invented their platform for them two years ago. And now they were really, really trying to scale fast. If you're taking on a big investment and and I'm looking at this thing and I'm going, my God, it's going to, it would take me an hour and a half to compose this email. So I open up my, I do this all the time too. And I think it's perfect. I open up my Mac, I turn on QuickTime, I hit record, and I answered all the questions in a four and a half minute video, uploaded it, sent the link. Yep. Done. Took like less than 10 minutes, easily saved myself over an hour if I had to sit down and type it all out. I mean, it was a lot of questions. And it was, and also like that approach is, well, I think some people would rather do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't you on some level? You know, and this is a little bit off topic, but, but, on, on we have that. never been off topic on this podcast
0: ever. <laughs> no, I, I just want to talk about, <laughs> you know, as a founder and a salesman, um, and let's say, you know, we have a portfolio of 30 plus clients. Um, I cannot treat them all the same as far as personality type and how they like to communicate and how they like to learn. Um, and me shoving them into a box about how we want to do things uh, is not practical. Uh, it's not realistic and it's not the best customer experience either. Uh, so that's something I'm always trying to learn is, is how does this partner of ours, you know, like to communicate? Sure. Is it phone calls? Is it emails? Is it project management software? Is it screen shares? Um, and so if I'm only sending them emails and forcing them through that, and there's someone that, you know, wants to talk on the phone or have that face-to-face meeting and, and I'm not giving that, I'm not, I'm not being a great, uh, salesman for further sales, you know, not creating that relationship that goes with salesmanship.
1: I want to add something to this list that was 15 long and now it's about to be 16. Not understanding the personality type of who you're selling to. Right. That's what I was going with with that. Yeah. I mean, and that's the whole nother like, well, you you are explaining approach and the way they want to be communicated with, but an expansion on that is not an, if you don't understand, Okay. I'm a type A personality. I have a bold personality. I'm also a big guy. I have a loud voice. People have been telling me my whole life, like, dude, I could hear you look three blocks away. Or they tell me that I've got a really deep radio voice. Um, but with that, I can freak some people out like introverted people. I gotta tone it down a little yep. bit. So if I'm talking to someone that's introverted or someone that I can tell is a little more type B, I talk like this and I and I try to tone myself down. I'm like I'm sitting here, and for those of you that will end up watching the live stream that we're recording, I'm still rolling my hand around as I talk and I'm catching myself. I'm like, I need to put my hand in my pocket. I need to slow down. I need to understand who I'm talking to. And, uh, the type B personality typically wants more data. They want more information. They don't want to be pressed. They don't want to be pushed. The type A person, I don't care about the features. Tell me about the benefits. Tell me how much it costs and let me get the frick out of here. And so if I know I'm dealing with that kind of person, boom, that's the approach I take. And, and, and it's not about being, it's not about not being genuine. It's about well, being like, aware. Yeah. Being like, aware. is isn't about like, it's almost the, like speaking the love language kind of thing. It but, is. But you know, that's. If you care about it
0: though, if your business is on the line, if your yeah. business depends on it, you need to learn it. You know, I, I think good, it's just,
1: it's just healthy communication though. It's like a more evolved state of business and selling is like, and if you want to be heard, by the way, if you're listening to this, take that same advice and all the things that you do, and you'll find that you're in a much better place. So, okay. I like that one. You can take the next one. Cause I just made one up. Well, not preparing enough. Oh, you know, I kind think of I like th- the show kind of like skipping on research. This is high levels. And I'm going to actually, for those I'm actually going to I it's funny I'm going to take a picture of this list so I can share it later if you guys want to check this out go to full scale and Instagram full scale Casey and the reason I'm taking this picture is this is the most prepared I've been for this podcast in about 40 episodes I told Matt Matt have, you like, ever, have we ever had notes? He said, come in and
0: let's do a podcast and I was like yes okay it's been a while and I was like, I'll come up with a great topic for us. He said, hey, don't worry about it. I got, I got something. And I was immediately thrown off. I was like,
1: did he sleep recently? Like what's going Probably on? Not. What's going on? He's got a list prepared. So. I have 125 episodes. I made a list right at the first of the year. Cause I'm doing terrible at this too. Cause we really want to do the podcast a lot more. Actually next week we are going to be scheduling it. We're going to be recording a lot. So yeah. Thank you for your patience. Um, Those listening or if you're happy to hear we haven't made that many, you're welcome.
0: Yeah, I think I think we can cover
1: that preparation is important with sales, though.
0: Right. It really is. And and I can go into a conversation and know what a competitor is doing and bring that up and talk to that. Talk to that owner in a way that's like, hey, this is, you know, this is what your competitor is doing. Do you want to be left behind because I've prepared ahead of time? Uh, or I can come in and just like, Hey, I, I knew about the meeting five minutes ago and I'm walking in and just like, Hey, meeting people for the first time. And we talked about that on skimping on research. And that's really where my head went was not preparing, uh, you know, for a sales meeting or, um, you know, to be an Amazon expert Guys, I have spent so much time, uh, self-studying and researching and preparing, um, so that I'm not getting in front of that room, that room of CEOs or those e-commerce managers and, and not being prepared for their questions.
1: And you know, the main, the, uh, 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 something I would like to throw in there is if you show up to meet with me and you're not prepared, you are wasting my time. And I, I am very sensitive about that right now. Yep. I mean, very sensitive about it. And I just also think it reflects a little bit of not caring. So, okay. I'm going to take this final one as we round this out. I give up. Oh, wait, giving up too soon? Is that not good? So do you know that uh, statistics show that most people af- that most people buy something after roughly the fifth time of being asked to do so? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you can go, you want to buy it? 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 Otherwise, that's all I'd say. I'd, I'd know one phrase and that would be it. But you know, just because someone doesn't you know, say, hey, do you want to go ahead and get this? just cuz they say no doesn't mean that they're not going to buy it. They may have more questions. There may be things that you need to clarify. I'm a big 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 believer that clarification is everything in selling. Especially like you okay, so you just talk too fast through your your presentation. I gave you a whole lot of information. I said, that's said you want to buy it. And you're like, well, no, not yet. Don't feel prepared. Well, if I just, you're not prepared to buy. <laughs> but my point, you know, the point is, is like, you know, just cause I say, no, there might just be some things. It might have some simple questions. Right. People aren't buying something because they have some kind of objection. And that's another thing too, is people, salespeople have a tendency to give up. They're like, man, this, per, this guy's, he's, He's just asking me so many questions. I don't think he's ever going to buy. And I want to say like, dude, that means he's probably going to buy. It's the person that asks no questions. That's going to walk out the door, kick the tires on their car and get in and leave. Right. Right. I mean, the people that are asked meaningful questions like, well, I mean, what's the warranty on this? You know, what, you know, is there a payment plan? These are buying questions like, you know how long is this supposed to last, or whatever. These are questions that and answers that you usually have to clarify things that you weren't that great at presenting. Right. Take notes. You maybe can come next time and have
0: these answers ahead of time.
1: Are you telling me that about the podcast or about selling? No, that's to the salesman listening
0: to us. Like, take notes of the questions being asked. Uh, there's ways you can present them. Hey, prior to our meeting, here's some common FAQs. Yeah. You know.
1: Well, and I, for me, I don't really get hung up on features. I go straight to what the benefits are. Yeah. People want to, but that people buy things based on benefits, not features. Features are what something does. The benefits are what you get out of it. You know, I I always tell people the world's most popular radio station is WIIFM. What's in it for me. That's what everyone's tuned into. So just tell. Right. And don't assume that people understand the benefits of what you're selling. So, and that's back to that clarification. So, you know, and I know we're talking about giving up too soon, Wait, that if, was an example if of you're, me giving up again.
0: You got me. You right? took it. I like it. If, if you're selling something to me, though, personally, <laughs> it starts with trust. Sure. Like, I will not buy from someone I don't trust if it's any kind of purchase of significance. Uh, and so for me, there's a certain amount of dialogue and time that has to happen before I feel a bit of trust, even if it's intuition. And the second thing I would say is that don't underestimate the power of a good follow-up.
1: You know, oh, dude, follow up to everything. A, a lot of good yeah.
0: business people simply want to see if you have good follow up. Okay, you've, you've, you've told me a lot. You've sold me on a lot. Let's see if you're really about it. Did you promise research? Did you promise a proposal? Did you promise a follow up in a month, 60 days, 90 days? Uh, if you gave them your word that you're going to do that, some people simply, you know, I've given business to people because simply because they,
1: followed, they up, followed up. Or I've given sales to people because they've actually just asked me to buy something. I think probably, actually, let's add the final and most important one. Ask someone to buy it. Call to action. Ask for the sale. Do it.
0: I learned a lot of this stuff when I was serving, you know, and in, in the good restaurants I worked at when I was bartending and serving, they were telling you that you had to ask for an appetizer. Yeah. You had to ask if they wanted dessert. Uh, you were going for the ass and you'd be surprised how many
1: people were like, you know what? I do want those mozzarella steaks. I you know, do want we, that. We we're at a really nice steak restaurant last Friday night, you know, just, and, and we ate big. And at the end I was stuffed and the waitress came up and she's like, so dessert. I was like, no, I don't have any room for it. She's like, let me tell you why you might want to go ahead and. Go. and you were and just she, like I letting her get. I didn't buy, but she walked off, and I looked right at, at Johnny, who's our creative director, and I said, "Man, she was a really good salesperson." He was like, "Yeah, she was." I kind of wanted to get a dessert, right? But it was just about asking and not giving up too early. Okay, so we promised we were going to do a little draft. You can, we'll each take three. What were the three? I think the ones I made up might've been better. I'm going, num- I'm taking with the number one pick and the bad sales habit draft is don't not ask someone to buy something. Don't not ask somebody. You got to gotta ask for the sale. Okay. Not asking for the sale is a terrible habit. What do you got? Sorry, I gave you the number two pick. As a guest on this podcast, you get the number two pick. I think lacking purpose. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going with not learning new stuff. Man, that's what I, that was my other Is one. Is that your pick? Yeah. What else you got? You got another pick? Um, I'm going to give you the next two picks and take the last pick so it doesn't happen to you again. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about not
0: preparing enough. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. And not walking the walk.
1: Okay. I'm going to go with don't avoid prospecting. Yeah. You got to get your yeah. hands dirty. Yeah. I think I won the draft. I don't know. Well, I made one up and then picked it. You got first pig. I know, but I also made up the pick too. Are you whining and complaining? Totally. Totally. Anyway, man. So hopefully you guys learned something from this. So hopefully you don't have these habits. Just a reminder, you know? Yeah, I think it's good. You know, be burrowing on the basics. There's only 10 million books about sales. I think that might be low. You know, it's out there. There's a lot of information. Um, you can always check a lot of stuff out. Um, it's, you know, selling is pretty easy, guys. You just got to present something well, talk about the features, the advantages, and make sure to get into the benefits. And then, Ask someone if they want to buy something. Yeah. Practice, practice on a
0: friend, practice on someone that doesn't know anything about what you do. And when you're done, see if they get it, you know, get, get their feedback and don't be offended by what they have to say. Uh, I think that's one of the best tricks in the book is to ask someone that's not from your field. that doesn't know what you do. Tell them about your product or yeah. tell them about your service and see if they get it. If yeah. they get it, you're doing a good job.
1: If you guys want to learn about the service that Andrew's business provides, you can check it out at Marknology. That's M A R K N O L O G Y dot com. I'm pretty sure I spelled that right. If you want to learn about what myself and my regular host, uh, co host, do at Fullscale dot O, we'd love to tell you more about it. See you all next time.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up today, visit StartupHustle.xyz. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch
1: you next time on Startup Hustle.